back quarterback number 19. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, how oh, you can throw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. All right! Welcome to 6 Keys to Pete, episode 12, season 3 on AquamareLegion.com. I am your humbled and saddened host, Brian Costco, joined by my co-hosts, Ian Wolf. Hi! Brian Wiebe. Hey! Christopher Poland. Go Browns! And joined by today's very special guest, much like Madonna... He goes by one name, Snyder. Hey, I am so sorry for you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. Can, can I just bring something up, just briefly? Go ahead. Go ahead. I uh, like I like all of you. Okay, I, I've known you all for, for many years, uh-huh. and I uh, I've I've asked this question of Chris in the past, and. Uh, why is it that you guys um, keep coming back to the Browns? I mean, I I mean that I I mean that in in, in all sincerity, concern for your guys like mental and and emotional health. I, because I feel like all of you, all of you, I feel like you're like battered spouses almost. Like <laughs> you don't like. This isn't healthy for you guys. It is, <laughs> and I this feel is why we don't allow outsiders on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, ju- I, I like I and I you know I it sounds like I'm joking and but I'm kind You're of not. I'm not I and the thing is it's again it's it's like I know you got like the thing that is confusing to me is that you know you, it, it's not like other like social stigmas, right? It, it's it's not it's not like you were born to be Browns fans. You ch- you chose this lifestyle. And I'm curious why you keep coming back. Well, I mean, being a Browns fan is a lot like telling the cops that you fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I there there is a love there as much as it hurts you and and, and maybe the pain is because they love us too much. That's uh. It makes sense. <laughs> it's funny, though. I, mean, I, I would actually compare it more to... I, I think that there's, you know... I don't know. As a fan of many other things, and sports is definitely not my main interest in life uh, or hobby, but as a fan of many different things, I think that there's certain similarities with other stuff. You know, like, I collect records, for instance, and I also love music, so, like... I love buying records, and at a certain point, even though I listen to everything, there's this point where certain things just overcome other parts of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would compare it maybe, I I don't read them very often now, but I used to, as a youth, be a huge comic book fan and collector, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. you know, maybe, I, I heard that, maybe... Like, you know, if a title that you loved a whole lot or a hero that you loved or even a writer or an artist that you followed started doing terrible stuff, like, you know, maybe with something like that it's easier to just be like, oh, I'm going to stop reading that comic. But, like, with certain things you just sort of, the fandom and the association with it becomes, obviously the team is central to all things that are happening related to it, but at the same time, like, it's about way more than that. if yeah, that makes sense. It, it does. It's just, I, I want to let you know that as, as an outside perspective, because... You're worried. I, I am. And I think you guys know that, that that this American football that you guys enjoy so much is, is not particularly interesting to me. So I, I everything about this is just... It saddens me at times. Well, <laughs> it's weird. I, I identify with that to a degree because I think, like... It's weird for me, like, football itself, for me it's like a chicken or an egg thing. Like, I'm not particularly interested by football that's not Browns football. Sure, sure. I, and 
I've heard that from a number of you. It's just interesting <laughs> to me. It's weird. No, you're totally right. It's a completely... It doesn't make sense. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've, I've totally hijacked your program. No, that's good. I think that, you know, <laughs> found that people only listen in about this far. <laughs> maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's akin to liking uh, sad movies and sad songs. Mm. You know, like, maybe that's what it is. We revel in the pain. Yeah, you know, I will say Snyder at risk of sounding even more ridiculous, but I think that this is pretty valid. Like I grew up about a half hour outside of Cleveland in in an old steel town called Lorraine. That's also like Mm -hmm. a mean Cleveland, okay? Mm -hmm. Like total Rust Belt industrial town, and kind of you know, I mean, like from a young age was faced and around situations that were kind of crappy for other people. Like, that was something that was very evident to me. Like, I was grown up knowing there was, like, people that didn't have it very well, and there they are. Like, not a distance sort of thing. And there was something about even then, I mean, the Browns were actually pretty good in the 80s, but there was something about, like, the the Indians were terrible at that time, like, really terrible. Like, 4,000 people would come to their game in the Brown Stadium that held 90,000 <laughs> And that seems like 10 people. And there was even just this sort of thing, you know, you'll often even hear this now, which I think is total bullshit PR stuff. You'll hear things like a working class team or fan base. or, But, you know, it really did seem like that. There was this sort of, like, sports was something that I think a lot of people gravitated towards to really help them not really pay attention too much to other crappy stuff. And there was something... And now we don't even have that. <laughs> now we don't even have that. <laughs> We're seven and five, and everything's still crappy everywhere. It's it's. I mean, again, from an outside perspective, it's it's fascinating from the standpoint of it's as if the the Cleveland Browns are um, the HR Geigers of sport. In that you you watch them and you feel emotions, and you're not you're not they're not good emotions. They're not and, and like, sometimes they are, Snyder. Uh, yeah, they okay. Are. Sometimes, yeah. We're all right. About, we're gonna talk about Johnny Football diving in for that touchdown. It's how I imagine I'll feel if I ever have a child that's born. <laughs> I've been through it myself, but if you ever have a child that's born, <laughs> well, you know. I don't like the implication. <laughs> <laughs> so let's actually. I think this is maybe maybe we can shed some light on that by talking about what I think happened this past Sunday, which was a fairly typical Browns game in some ways, <laughs> one that we have numbed ourselves to at this point because we were all under what I believe at least to be the false impression that this team was good. But maybe there's still some things there, some silver linings. But essentially the Browns played awful. They lost to the Buffalo Bills, uh, the aptly named Buffalo Bills, 26-10 to 10 to drop the 7-5, and five, the same record as the Bills. They are now tied with both the Ravens and the Steelers at 7-5. and five. Is that correct? Yes. Both loss. Uh, right behind the Bengals, who are now 8-3-1. and one. Yep. And in first place by a game and a half. Um, and obviously other teams in the AFC are 7-5 and five too, so cue Jim Mora there in the background. We're going to try not to talk about playoffs me? too much. Playoffs? You kidding me? <laughs> um, and to give Snyder and all those out there who are unfamiliar with one of the main reasons, at least the fall why the Browns have been so terrible has come squarely on the shoulders of one Brian Hoyer who has thrown one touchdown and six interceptions in his last four games and five interceptions and no touchdowns in the last two games. Mm. Um, Almost reversing his few games where he was very proficient earlier in the season to become very, very terrible. And in this game, Mike Pettin, our coach, who I still stand squarely behind and feel much better with as a Browns coach, uh, decided early in the fourth quarter that he had had enough of Brian Hoyer and brought in Johnny Football. And we'll talk about that, of course, on this episode. And maybe at some point sound even crazier to Snyder as we continue to try to make excuses for why we follow this football team. I will say, in defense, that this podcast is part of my therapy for being a Browns fan. 
And this hour that I talk with you guys should not be held, should in some ways be held as my exact view of the Browns and also be put into context as the hour I'm like really fumed up about it. Fumed yes. up. That's a- <laughs> I'm so fit. Um, I mean, don't you think the emotions have run their course by now? You know, like we've settled into what occurred on Sunday. We have. I think we have. And we've been edging that way in the podcast. You know, even a few of the recent victories, with the exception of there was one recently where they played really well. But you listen back to last week's episode, and I mean, there's this sort of like, hey, the record's good, but like we all know what was going on. Like they shouldn't <laughs> have won that game at all. And you know what? Besides that, the Falcons are fucking terrible. So like, where are we at then? Hey, Falcons um, beat the Cardinals. They did beat yeah. the Cardinals. Drew Stanton. See, your that. blood can get all angried up again. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's okay. I mean, the thing is, ultimately, too, is that there's this glimmer of hope where you. These guys haven't had a winning record this late in the season, regardless of the fact that they lost on Sunday in a really long time. And part of the fun of being a Browns fan is this slim idea that your team, the Cleveland Browns, could knock someone else's team, who's not the Cleveland Browns, out of the playoffs and how good that would feel and fuck those guys. How about that? Because no one – Snyder, to answer your question too – the face that an opposing coach makes when he realizes he has lost to the Browns and the rare occurrence that that happens is one of the joys in my life because it's such a deep human emotion. Not only does it explain that moment in time, but it also explains the Browns because that guy did not think he was going to lose to the Browns for one second. So this and is mainly about shot for it. In a way. Yeah, totally. Why not? Uh, I'm suddenly a Browns fan, I believe. There it is! All right! All right. Good episode this morning. Uh, maybe you'd like to bark. They do that sometimes. Um, yes. Bizarre. <laughs> he's not a fan anymore. <laughs> Everybody, I want to get your... I mean, before we get in the game, which was just a terrible game, and we're going to talk about some specifics of it. And, in fact, maybe let's do that. Let's talk about a few of the other things I want to talk about that aren't related to the quarterback. Um and then we'll get into all of that stuff. Rushing game looked terrible. Yep. 74 yards uh, total, including Crowell's 17 rushes for 29 yards, uh, which are Richardsonian numbers. Yep. Terrence West, 7 rushes, 32 yards, but he fumbled the ball like 15 times. And 18 of his yards came on that garbage play at the end of the game. Yeah. So that sucks. And, yeah, the fumbles, bumble fumbles. Yep. I think part of all that, too, is losing our backup center early in the game. So now we're on a third-string center. How many teams have to do that? Yeah, he's a fourth-stringer technically because Greco is still was originally listed on the depth chart to slide over. And I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. And he's snapping Johnny football footballs, people, you know? Who cares? Johnny likes him stanky. Throw him over his head so he can get plowed <laughs> over by, like... Apparently the third, four-string center is Ryan Seymour. Ryan Seymour. Great name. Sounds like a solid guy. Yeah. Okay. Seymour Butts. Seymour Oh, the Ryan Seymour Butts. <laughs> uh, so, our run game had a problem. Are any of you guys regretting cutting Ben Tate? No, he would have been just as bad. Yeah, probably worse. Agreed. Take that, Vikings. Billy Cundiff, speaking of people that suck big ass, Billy Cundiff missed another 37-yard field goal in this game. Not that it really would have mattered, but I understand there's not any good kickers out there, but could we cut Billy Cundiff because he sucks? Anybody on that train at all? Uh, I just hope he's not back next year. Agreed. And he's got the worst – he's the one, right, that's got the worst percentage in the history of the NFL of uh, kickers over 50 yards. Yeah, you are correct. What wow. a shitty fucking stat, dude. Like, <laughs> think about – I like to think about this. Let's talk about this real quick. I like to think about the comparison between how bad foot athletes are sometimes at their jobs in real life, like how bad I would be at my job by comparison doing the same thing. And literally, like, I work at a performing arts venue, okay? Like, if I was as bad at my job as Billy Cundiff is at kicking field goals, 
like when people wanted to buy tickets, I would just hit them with my car. <laughs> like they would walk in the office and I would ask them to go outside and then I would just run them over. I'd be like, sorry, I didn't, I must have done that wrong. And then I would lose my job. But for some reason, because Billy Cundiff's a kicker, they can just be like, well, he's got the worst percentage in the entire history of the football league and field goals over 50 yards, which are often what you need to win games. Well, but his strong suits are he also misses ones that are under 40 yards. <laughs> like, why? What the fuck is that? Yeah, where's Kickalicious at? I thought we were going to get that guy. Which one's he? He's that, uh, like, Swedish guy who did all the trick kicks. Trick kicks, yeah, let's get that guy. I love him. Yeah. Ian, look that guy up. Let's get him on the show. Right. <laughs> He's a European. It'll be good. 6B1P Europe launching in season four. Scheudenfrada. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> His actual name is Havara Rugland. There he is. Let's get him on the line. In the meantime, I also, uh, me, Ian, and Chris actually watched the game together, which is pretty rad. And uh, what was up with the nonstop train and horn sounds that happened in Buffalo Stadium? Is it to evoke the industry that no longer exists in that fucking city? Yeah, take that, Buffalo. Uh, Brian, did you hear that when you were watching the game? No, I was at a bar that was not playing the sound, unfortunately. Well, you know how, like, there's a bunch of noise at the football stadium. There's, like, music playing and shit happening, and they're trying to get everyone amped up. But it just seemed like constantly it was just like... (laughs) And it's like, what is... That's... my first thought was, that sucks, why are they doing that? And then I, immediately we all started talking about, like, well, maybe the Browns should do that. And Sherry was like, she thinks, you know, that Halloween music's pretty terrible. The Browns have been rocking that for a while. I think a giant train sound or horn would be good. Maybe the sound of a vicious dog attack. Mm. Kind of make it look behind you and run a little bit. <laughs> Shit your pants. Ooh, how about um, what, just one long extended fart? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Big farts. Um, any other ideas for options of nonstop sounds to play in the state? I think I think third down they should play the Vince McMahon theme song. Mm. You want to sing a little bit of that for us? Uh, put in a clip. <laughs> Okay. It's good. <laughs> Fix it in post. Yep. Um, what about just children crying? Oh, crying would be. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just children screaming and crying. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> help me. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's appropriate would be grown men crying. Oh no. I was thinking like squishy jerk off sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you uh, specified squishy jerk off sounds. That's important. It's radio. We have to get people to really visualize it. Can we get some squishy jerk off sounds in post? Yeah. I have a whole file of those, actually. (laughs) Wait to use them. That's why we're on the same wavelength here, guys. Um,. Bunch of shitty calls. There was a ton of penalties in this game. All, all of us who were watching it commented that it just seemed really ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, and then there were some plays that just should have been penalties and weren't. And we have the spear written down here. Totally. Yeah. WTF. Have I mean, you noticed, though, fuck. like, I feel like in previous seasons of this show, um... When the Browns are really bad, we've talked much, much more than we have this season about how the officiating's been bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, right, I, and that goes along the lines of one of my other favorite things about football and watching it, which is that as a Browns fan, like, whenever they review a play, no matter what you know has happened, you're immediately like, fuck that shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's like, and you don't care, like, I won't even watch the replay with you. <laughs> 
just repeat over and over again the result that I would like and then angrily decry the other result. And I mean, I think that goes back to that same thing, right? It's like, you know, before it was like, Browns are losing fucking refs calling stuff, you know? Like, it's not Charlie Fry that's losing these football games for us. Right. That guy. I, that being said, though, I did think the calls definitely favored the Bills in this game. Mm-hmm. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was some bullshit going down. And Joe Thomas, man, was getting called for a bunch of stuff. Yeah, four penalties, which is a career high for him in one game. Joe Thomas, we'd love to have you on the show. We'll even go fishing with you out on a boat or whatever. <laughs> Did you think uh, Gordon spinning the ball at the defense deserved that uh, nah. unsportsmanlike call? No, but he's a jackass too, right? <laughs> I mean, I think that should be a penalty all the time. Sure. Right. I mean, like, I'm a big fan of celebrating, like, touchdown dances I love, and they've really cracked down on those. But now, like, guys celebrate everything, and that I find incredibly obnoxious. My dad gets really upset about that. Uh, The Raiders did it the other day when they were still losing, and they were 0-9 at the time, and it involved a guy running 40 yards. Like, this guy ran 40 yards down the field, started dancing. Like, what is he doing? The playcock's going. And it's like running down. And then one of the other Raiders also then ran, and they were like, he's running to go get him. And then that dude just stopped and was like, I'm fucking dancing too. <laughs> I talked to my dad about this. He gets so mad, you know. It's like celebrate touchdowns or whatever, but, like, yeah, they do it on everything now. <laughs> That's wild. And that song, like that that game, the guy, uh, the veteran, the wily veteran, had to call a timeout. Oh, so the timeout he, the game. Yeah, he was totally pissed. And they ended up winning, but, like, yeah. There was, like, these really good – we should try to pull up the tweets from those guys. They were say, they were like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to dance so much. You know, it's like, <laughs> I didn't think anybody was going to get so mad. It's like – Dude, you ran down the entire field. <laughs> Good lord. You've never anyway. had an accidental dance? Accidental dance. Five hours, <laughs> accidental dance. <laughs> Jazz hands. So, before we stop talking about this game uh, directly, we should probably talk about the quarterbacks, I guess. And we'll try to keep this somewhat brief, but Hoyer, as we mentioned, had a terrible game. Forcing it, not accurate, bad decision-making, a perfect Browns quarterback for the day. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this was a guy that looked a lot better earlier in the season, but has just looked terrible the last four or five games. And Johnny Football comes in, and I always want to know, I guess let's just open the floor. What are your thoughts on Johnny Football? Uh, Weeby. Uh, I think I've probably said it before. I mean, I think ultimately, as much as I like Hoyer although not his play as of late. Uh, I think, you know, with Johnny Football behind him, he's just keeping the seat warm, and I think that's that's proven to be even more accurate now. Ian? I, I mean, I still don't like the guy. <laughs> as a person, he just seems like a piece of shit. But he's, he's quick, he's got a strong arm, and at this point, what, what do we really have to lose? Chris? Mm. I tend to agree. Like I don't I don't know. I don't want I don't want to feel like I'm turning on Hoyer. Um but he's turned on us. <laughs> really bad. You just turned a phrase. Yeah. I so, I yeah. don't know. Fucking play him, right? You know. I mean that's the thing. You have well, to I mean I mentioned before we went on the air that, like, at a certain point, isn't 8-8 eight and eight a successful season this season, especially if at the end of it we maybe have a better idea of what we have with John Q footballs? Um, totally. And I will say this. Maybe the silver lining here is that we didn't give Hoyer, like, a $100 million contract after right. a couple good games. Yeah, that's the first thing, actually. Like, that was a great minute. Of like I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast of the moment of you know when Manziel started taking snaps and it was really funny like all I could think that Brian Hoyer was probably thinking then was fuck I should have signed an extension. Yeah. 
He's still going to get paid by somebody, dude. And for all we know, you know, it should be stated here that Petten, uh, that we're recording on Monday night, the first. Uh, Petten said he was going to come out Wednesday, which will probably be before this podcast goes live, but that he was going to make an announcement then. They were going to look at the tape and make a decision. Second drive, though, Hoyer didn't look so or uh, Johnny Football didn't look so good. Nah, he was just, you know, playing down the Browns level. Got smashed in the end zone. Listed here as a fumble bumble. <laughs> I think there's a good chance that, that, I mean, he was not ready for the ball when it came out of the center's ass. And, and we've all established that <laughs> that guy was like a cement mixer last week. Well, I also think we just established that the ball comes out of the center's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I always assumed it went between his legs. <laughs> it was like, it's like Birdo in Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike! <laughs> no, you know, I, for all we know, the Alex Mack at this point has been replaced by something that just shoots the ball out of its ass. Not even a game. I think it's time for the league to adopt robotic players. At least robotic asses. Cyborg, <laughs> cyborg asses? Yeah, I can see. Every that. team should get one robotic player. There you go. <laughs> and like, maybe the really shitty teams get two. <laughs> so the Browns would have to. Oh. oh, I know. I mean, this fucking you know, guy. This guy. Who invited this guy? <laughs> Maybe think about my psychological profile. Oh. I do like your feelings on robots, though. I must say. Um, so let's go around quick. Obviously, um, Johnny Football. We're gonna probably be talking about him a lot, so I don't really want to delve too much into it. But who do you? Think, I guess two questions, and maybe it's the same answer. Who do you think is going to start next week versus the Colts, and who do you want to start? Chris. Do, 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 do. I think I think I want to, uh, Oh, man, that's a, that's a tough question. I think I because... We ask tough questions here. It's <laughs> I, don't th- I don't know. I'll do guess be the same do you give up on a guy after, like, two horrible-ass games? Yes. Snyder <laughs> <laughs> says yes. I don't know, but, like, I, I kind of I agree with that notion of, you know, like, kind of at this point, you know, uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'll leave it in the hands of the professionals. <laughs> Speaking of professionals, Ian, what do you think? I think it will be Manziel, and I also think I want it to be Manziel because at this point we've seen what Hoyer can do, and turns out it really ain't much. So have we shifted, before I ask Weeby your thoughts on it, have we shifted from playoffs, playoffs to just like, hey, they won seven games, maybe they'll win a couple more, and we're going to get watch Johnny Football for a couple games. I mean, kind of. Because there's a lot of teams in that playoff me? hunt, and some crazy shit would have to happen. Bengals being a game and a half up is different, I think. And without question, the game Sunday, if they want to dream of the playoffs, is a must-win. If they lose that game, playoffs? it's over. You kidding me? Right, 7-6 are going to get it done. Yeah. I think 11-5 uh, is what you need for the playoffs in the AFC this year. Um, so then you got to hope the Bills start losing, too, because we have their first-round draft pick. Weeby, who do you think is going to start Sunday? You know, I could see them giving Hoyer another shot, but it also being more of a, like, doomed to fail, like we're going to get our asses handed to us by the Colts, and then we're justified in giving Manziel some more garbage time and then giving over the reins next yeah, week. Yeah, or him next. coming in for Hoyer, even in the Colts game. Yeah. That's what I said. I mean, my, my feeling on it was as soon as it happened, that was it. Yeah. The only scenario where Hoyer comes back, I think, it would be if Manziel got hurt, which is totally possible because he's a fucking <laughs> idiot. He's running all over the place. He could totally get hurt. Right. The but then, what, are we in the uh, similarly, like, I, I don't know, like Derek Anderson, Brady Quinn year where it's like <laughs> suddenly, like, of course Manziel's not great immediately, so then everybody's like, put Hoyer back in. What are you doing? He's on a winning record. Right. Well, it's really tough because I think what what everyone's saying is right, and I think Ian hit it. It's about this. This game Sunday will do a lot. If they lose this game, it almost 
sort of in a, especially if they lose the next two, it takes the pressure off completely, and they can, I think, just start Manziel and C and not go to Hoyer. Because that's ultimately probably, especially, ugh, if they start to win this game Sunday, though, they're still in it, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting to see who does it, but most likely no one's going to do it, and they're going to lose. But I don't want to spoil our pre- preview yeah, analysis. So leads us into the playoffs, gets hurt, and then Hoyer's got to come back in and lead us to the Super Bowl. <laughs> wow! That would be awesome! <laughs> that would be. I'm, I'm not betting any money on that, any actual money. We're going to go ahead and label that the official 6B1P best-case scenario. <laughs> We're going to give that the best-case scenario guarantee. You heard it here, episode 12. Manzelt leads us to the playoffs. Gets hurt. Brian Hoyer wins the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> then we could trade Manziel, and everyone would be like, that guy's great. He led the Browns to the playoffs. And Brian Hoyer then winning a Super Bowl, would he just become... I think he would ascend into heaven. <laughs> be seated at the right hand of the Father. <laughs> what I remember from my youth. Yes. Um, okay, so real fast... Let's get down to the real questions here at 6B1P. Got a little too into sports analysis in that last segment. What the hell is a Buffalo Bill? Anybody. Is any of that killer in the, in the one movie? Yeah, yeah. That's there you have it. So why would you name your sports team that? It can't be that. Well, he was a frontiersman as well, wasn't he? Was he? Buffalo Probably. Bill Cody. That sounds about right. Yeah. Sure. So, but their logo is not a bill, man. It's a buffalo. Discuss. <laughs> Would you rather it be a guy with a cowboy hat? I mean, I'm a, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. And, and also, guys, for the record, I'm going to go ahead and establish this as the program's viewpoint in this conversation. We all root, or our new fans in Snyder's case, for a team that has an orange helmet as a loser. <laughs> and the color of the team that we're named after is not an orange. And it's another color. So I realize that the Browns are in no place. Browns fans should not be in any place to ever. Um, it's one of my favorite things about them, but really cast stones as far as nicknames or logos go. But, yeah, I mean, it's a buffalo. and They should just be the Buffalo Buffaloes. <laughs> That'd be good. But uh, isn't uh, buffalo a, a plural as well? Uh, right. Yeah. There's no, there's buffaloes is not a thing. So they'd be the Buffalo Buffalo. <laughs> Did you know that, yeah. that there's there, there's a sentence you can construct from the word Buffalo? That's Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. That is grammatically correct. Huh. So, I didn't know that. I have no idea what it means. Yeah, I neither. I can't remember either. I just happen to know that off the top of my head. I think we should end the Buffalo conversation on that. That was a great fact. <laughs> Even when you're not on this show, Snyder, we're going to have to, like, once a week have you record, like, quick Snyder facts. <laughs> that was fucking great. Okay. Uh, two more things before we head to our first break. Do you think the three of us that watched the game together, uh, I watched it with Ian and Chris, as I mentioned, big question here, is it watching the game with fellow co-hosts, is it more or less painful than not wa- watching it alone and talking through the text message thread. Brian Weeby, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> Did you... Obviously, the, there wasn't as much text. I you guys together. I was filled with a jealous rage. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that. That's why maybe... But we didn't even... None, nobody was even texting either, because we were just... Well, first of all, it was a terrible game. I think that has something yeah. to do with it. Um, but also, too, like, we weren't even talking, the three of us. <laughs> like, everyone was just, like, looking down and eating cookies. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think if you go back and look at our communication, in, it's less about being with the rest of you and more about how the Browns play. If the Browns had won and it was awesome... It would have been great to be with you guys. The Browns' loss is almost more sad when you share it with. Yeah, because like I could see the sadness in your eyes as I was leaving. 
Yeah, you just had to drive back to Columbus, and we're just all sad. Alone. Like, I didn't, I didn't listen to the radio. I just kind of yeah. had my thoughts. Prime. Prime. I had Aquabear stuff to listen to. You did, because I forgot to give Ian his CD. Uh-huh. Aquarelegion.com. We love those guys. You're one source. Celebrating. Yeah, we're celebrating Cyber Monday by giving away music for free. Just like every other day. Yep, it's under free music. <laughs> Suck our dicks. Um, <laughs> Hold on. You're kind of all over the place here. No waste, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when we all went to the game together and they won, that was great, like on so many levels. So that was incredible. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, being apart during a loss, I almost feel is easier. Like you're able to process it on your own. <laughs> uh, and I do I mean, think each I've watched games with all of you, and I think you all like react to bad games differently. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, like, can you describe it? Um, like how do uh, I react? You you get crushed by it, I think, more than most. <laughs> like I think it. It does, yeah. I think you take it, like, I don't know, uh, deepest. (laughs) That's what they say about me often. (laughs) (laughs) I think, Ian, you mainly just got uh, quiet and, you know. And you left. You were like, I'm leaving. Yeah. (laughs) I I was getting introspective. It made me think a lot about just my life in general. (laughs) Choices we've made. Uh, all of them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, Weeby watches it with a passion that may exceed the other two. Uh-huh. Um, and I like it because it's like watching with my mom, honestly, because he'll like, get mad and get up and yell at the TV. <laughs> does, that's, I love watching games with Brian Weeby. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> one of, not to knock either of you guys, but one of my favorites last year, especially because Brian you know, is furthest away, at least now in Chicago, but... Last year for my birthday, we went to Chicago, and we watched that Ravens win together, like, wasted at a bar. And it was just great, because we had just been both, like, sitting down, standing up, yelling, high-fiving, like, all of the emotions. And then we just, like, went on, like, a rager after the Browns won. Came back in time for the podcast. One of our classic episodes. Yep. I think everybody had a little too much that night. Chris excluded. I'm the bummer. <laughs> I think that might be the record for most... Well, I don't know. That had a most lot guests. of special guests. Yeah. There's a lot of special guests in that episode. We'll have to post... Maybe we'll post that as a throwback Thursday. <laughs> I'm sure most of the sentiments and general analysis is probably apt. Like, I feel like sometimes the brown stuff doesn't change. Like, I was going to do that. My friend Uncle Fun, who's a Browns fan as well, was blogging about them for a while and writing some stuff some years back. And we were going to read one of his old posts on the air and just change the names, if there was any specific names of players, to, like, current names and see if it still made sense, because I think it probably does. Which brings me to my last question before break. When will the hope end? (laughs) That went... Is that not ultimately what we want right now? Or no? I mean, do you just want it gone? I they can still get in the playoffs. They're above 500. I don't know, man, because I, I feel like we're just being run through the ringer right now, and we all know how it's going to end. <laughs> right. Why do they keep dragging this shit out? It's like, it's... Uh, Is like, anybody else honest and want to admit we, that they think it's going to be 7-9? to nine? Well, we don't know how it's going to end, but, like, the odds are definitely against us. Was, we have so many injured people. There are, you know, yeah. What did we say? Fourth string center? Yeah. And Johnny Football in his second game. Or, you know, first full game, maybe. That combination. And we lost Gary Barnage and Miles Austin, possibly. Miles Austin's <laughs> organs are exploding. Jesus Christ. We'd love to have you on the show. And I, our number I, one pick didn't play because he has an undisclosed illness. Herpes. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> He's got the herp. Um, I guess yeah, so hope will end. I think we're. Are we all in agreement of that? Is here's what I want to establish on this show because I'm fine with that. 
But because that'll make the playoffs sweeter if it happens. Like I'm ready to give up. <laughs> uh, do, do you guys hear yourselves? By the way, do you see why I am so concerned? You see worries me? You listen to yourselves. You're like, oh, when will the hope end? <laughs> like, oh god, it's painful, guys. Painful. It hurts my soul. <sighs> I would say that my uh, expectations have changed, so hope has a... It's not as different. Uh, bright a hope. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different hope. Yeah. Sort of a, a flickering hope, I guess. Yeah. It's like when your TV remote's batteries are almost out and you know you can like hit it a couple times. <laughs> you mash it real hard. <laughs> we just get Johnny Football in there and he starts diving around for touchdowns. We might be able to put together a win or two. Ian Wolf's going to be starting at center by the end of the season. I played for one year in high school. And Go Lancaster. To my knowledge, On that note, not a single ball came out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> not At least not during that year. No, no. Um, since I'm implying that it has since. Yeah, of course. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to come back and we're going to... America, I know you're ready to give it back to that smart-ass, realistic-sounding Snyder fella. <laughs> we're going to put him on the hot seat and ask him a bunch of questions. Hot listen, seat, hot seat, hot seat! Hot seat. You listen oh, to 6 p and a p AquaRayLegion.com. Doors! Risk and rewards, man. I'm worried about your durability. I, I mean, I really am. I mean, 345 carries, and you're throwing a football. I mean, you're going to take some of these hits in the pocket anyway. Ooh, that's a good shot. You remember this one? I do. I, I, my, my jaw remembers that one. What are you saying right here? Probably uh, it was a little high, <laughs> sir. Damn. It's a little high. But you're not the biggest quarterback I've ever seen, but the toll of these hits... The bells add up, don't they? Yes, sir. Never missed a game, though. Never missed a game. What happened on this? So uh, when I pulled to, to stretch out for extra yardage, he kind of just rolled naturally. He rolled, and I pulled, and it jerked my knee for a minute and went back in, kind of a scare. We play 16 games in the NFL, man. That didn't even count the money games. So when you throw the ball right here and you, you hurt your finger against Mississippi State, which finger was it? Let me see which finger was it. Thumb? Thumb. Look at that. Hard to throw with a bad thumb, isn't it? Sir. Then Auburn, this was this one hurt. What happened on this one? I was going to go into him with my left shoulder, and then I uh, actually fell and turned and, and landed on that right shoulder. Let's just remember these pictures, though, okay? I don't want you to miss practice. Because you know what happened, I think, late in the year? Your thumb was screwed up. Your shoulder hurts. You miss a little bit of practice, but the days go on. You got to go down to Louisiana, and you missed practice before this game, didn't you? Couple and it's times. raining like hell. But as you look back on all those running plays, all those hits that took their toll, they all happened on this thing anyway. So outside zone run play, and this is a throw I make. So many of those throws... Knew was it, it because you mispracticed, Johnny? There's, there's no excuses. Uh, it's a throw you have to make, and it's completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. So you go out and play Duke in the last game of your career, right? The Chick-fil-A Bowl. You guys are getting kicked in this game. I went to bed. It was 38 to 17. I mean, this game is over. What was this scene here? You just look at everybody's face. They're all looking for somebody to pull these guys together. Yeah. It's like a bunch of sheep just wandering around. We needed to be brought back together. Scrambling around, decides to run it, tries to leap over a Duke player, stays on his feet, lobs it up. One of the most incredible plays you will ever see. Manziel, they'll never catch it. Johnny Manziel, touchdown Texas A&M. Manziel looking to throw it, lofts it up. Darrell Walker running under it, he's got it. Touchdown Texas A&M. What is it about you that I haven't seen in some others in terms of just willing it out of your team? Or willing it out of yourself. I'm still a guy. I'm at the point in my life where I went through high school and, and played three years and never won a state championship. I went to two years of, of being at A&M and never won, never won a national championship. I'm tired of not 
winning a championship. And, and I, I consider myself a winner, and I hate losing. And, yeah, I've had a decent record, but it's not, it's not up to par. It's not up to where I want it to be. It's, it's just not acceptable with me. It doesn't sit well with me. Um, losing games is not something that sits well and that I can sleep well at night knowing that we went out and got our, got our, got our kicked. And we're back. 6B1P, episode 12, season 3 on AquabareLegion.com. I'm your host, Brian Costco, joined by my co-host, Ian Wolf, Chris Poland, Brian Weeby, and guest host, Snyder. Hello. Uh, all guests via the Pierogi Mountain Fresh Take Fresh Line. Pierogi Mountain, Tuesday nights at Bourbon Street in Columbus, Ohio. The best pierogi you will eat. You can also get them at Wyland's for carryout. And Pierogi Mountain himself is hopefully dressing as Santa on our Winter Wine Express coming up. <laughs> Um, speaking of Snyder, we're going to put your ass on the hot seat. Okay. That's, that's, hot seat, hot seat, hot seat, hot seat, hot seat. Okay. That sounds great. That's hot seat. Oh, wow. Jesus. Settle down. Cue up the music. Hot seat, hot seat, hot seat, hot seat, hot seat. <laughs> Snyder, we're going to put you on the 6B1P hot seat where we warm up the chair you're sitting in. With fire, literally. Chris, if you would apply the fire. Uh, fire applied. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And figuratively, by asking you a bunch of questions quickly. Okay. Well, hot seat. Hot seat! Um, you guys take the first couple. Hot seat! <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Hot seat. How many platforms has the Madden video game franchise appeared on? Ooh. Hot seat. Six. Mm-hmm. No. 32. Wow! Yeah. Had no idea. It's a lot. It's that is a lot. <laughs> no, what, what year was Madden Football first released on computers? Jesus Christ. Um, hot seat, hot seat, hot seat. 96. No. Wrong, 1988. Somebody go. How much money has the game series made for Electronic Arts? Too fucking much. That's correct. Three. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Holy Over three billion dollars. Okay. Over three billion. How many times has Madden himself appeared on the cover of his own games? Seventeen. Ooh, close. Ooh, close. Fourteen. Who is only Brown to appear on the cover of a Madden game? Oh fuck if I know. Let's see. No, he's right. Fuck if he knows. <laughs> Good answer. Peyton Hillis. We'll give that one to you. What is the Madden curse? Oh, that's where if you appear on, on the, the cover, some terrible thing happens to you. Do you get traded? You do. Something bad happens to you. You're correct. No. Decline in performance, injury, all kinds that's of bad no. shit. Chris? Uh, which former Browns running back won the 2008 Madden Bowl? <laughs> what is the Madden Bowl? That's when that's a single uh, elimination tournament where they EA gets players and celebrities together and they play Madden. That sounds awful. It, uh, it happens. I have no idea who. who, who? Old Legs McGee. <laughs> What there a guy. really was a player named Old Legs McGahee? Well, we call him Absolutely. Old Legs. Yeah, okay. Fred Jackson, his uncle, quick fact. <laughs> How accurate, Snyder, is uh-huh. the EA Super Bowl simulator after 11 seasons? How many wins? How many losses? How accurate? How accurate? Uh, 80%. Pretty close. 8-3. and three. Close. We'll give that one to you, too. Uh, go ahead, uh, Ian. Uh, 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 where are we? I've lost my place. Which Browns player suffered from... God damn it. Which Browns player suffered from the tiny player glitch this year? No idea. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's a Brown anymore. We be skip the next one. We'll save that for last. Go ahead. The answer was Christian Kirksey. Uh, Favorite sport if you had to watch one? Uh, me? Uh, hockey. Hockey? Hockey. It's like ice football. What? Ice football, yes. Why do you think they're called the Cleveland Browns, Snyder? 
That's a real... I was thinking about that earlier. I have no idea. I'm really curious about that. Why are they called the Cleveland Browns? It was a write-in uh, voting campaign in a newspaper to pick the nickname. And it was named after the owner at the time and also uh, something else. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's really disappointing because... What? I'm okay. go, I'm, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I... There was a similar, uh, there was a similar thing that happened in Columbus for the Blue Jackets, and uh, the name that won was the Columbus Mad Cows, and they refused to, uh, yeah, the um, uh, Nationwide refused to name them that, which mm. I think was a fucking gigantic mistake. Yeah, carry the flag, hot seat. What football position would you play, Snyder? Uh. Uh, defensive something. <laughs> That's good. That's good. me, right? Defensive something. Correct. Yeah, something, totally. Most Although, definitely. Sometimes you're offensive. <laughs> Did you have a starter jacket as a youth? No, I never had a starter jacket. No. Do you think that if you did, someone would try to steal it? You're a large man. Yeah, I am a large man. I don't think they would try and steal it. Not, not, <laughs> I don't think so either. Not, not without weaponry, now. And our final question, which is not for Snyder, but is for all of us, is what is Snyder's first name? I'm going to abstain because I know. Chris, I know. You know. I know. It's just you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Snyder. Hey! hey! Cool that seat down. Cold seat, cold seat, cold seat. <laughs> Thanks, Snyder. Hey, it was my pleasure. All right. You win absolutely nothing. Yeah. We hope that it was your pleasure. That's all you have. <laughs> Dave, Dave, I'm going to leave the... Whatever that bit was. Well, let me get this straight. I'm winning nothing. Now I truly feel like a Browns fan. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> so we did have in the outline to talk more about football versus Hoyer and we did talk about it quite a bit in the last segment I want to bring up something which I think is valid personality wise um, and Sherry my wife and I have talked about this before and she brought it up actually on break and I think it's pretty valid Johnny Manziel's kind of a dickhead we've <laughs> talked about that on here before but you know, that seems like it might be a concern at some point. It might be a concern now. Right. It might already be a concern. Yeah. I mean, like, and then when he gets in the game, he scores that touchdown. He, even though they're down by, like, two scores plus, still throws up his little money sign. But it was, like, a real small one. Like, he was ashamed to be doing it. <laughs> Maybe he's contractually obligated yeah, to do like, I, I have to do this. He's like, I can't pull Beats headphones out of my stock, so I have to throw the money sign. Uh, I, I guess I'm not super concerned. Uh, I mean, the NFL's filled with successful dickheads. <laughs> Maybe we'll have one of them. <laughs> successful dickheads. Rice was reinstated. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That's rough. Four teams supposedly interested in Ray Rice. He's kind of. I think he sucked anyway. Aside from the terrible fucking, you know, everything that he did recently, as a football player, it seemed like he was definitely on the decline, and he's hasn't done shit for a year now. Take yeah. that, Ray Rice. Ray Rice. I heard, I heard he gave up hard liquor, but he still drinks wine. <laughs> Where'd you hear that from? I read it online. It's gotta Take be that, true. Ray did, Rice. Did he, he give wine. up hitting women? <laughs> he wine he blamed the liquor. Mm. We would not like to have you on the show. If he's, like, drinking red wine, all he's going to want to do is, like, fuck all night. Wow. <laughs> Any, do you guys have, I mean, I think that's ultimately what kind of this comes down to, though. It's an interesting thing. I mean, Hoyer definitely, it's really funny that Manziel, of all quarterbacks, with his persona and his brand and his, like, sort of way of doing things, it's almost perfect that he would go up against, like, the hometown, always wanted to start for the Browns since he was a kid, like, Every man, journeyman, quarterback, right? Just body slam him in the end zone. <laughs> well, I, was, I think Hoyer's been pretty defiant, though, right? Like he's been like, "It's still my team." Maybe my it team. Is. Maybe it is. 
We'll see. I did enjoy just everybody on the text message thread once Manziel coming in. I just started finding pictures of him, and I found a great one with... I, I imagine it will be this week's episode uh, photo of just LeBron James throwing up the money sign with a Money Manziel t-shirt on. Brian Hoyer's not hanging out with LeBron James. Or Drake. Uh, probably not. Who Do does you? he hang out with, you think, if he were to hang out with a famous person? Uh, is the guy's name Big John? Uh, from Big John and Little John? <laughs> Big Chuck? Yeah, hanging out with Big Chuck. <laughs> uh, that would be a good thing to play on breaks in this show. Would be some Big Chuck and Little John legally. We'd love to have Big Chuck or Little John on the show. So it is what it is. But I mean, it, it's it's a it's a funny contrast. You know, we talked a lot about on this show about people wanting Manzel before they even knew it, what it would be like. You know, like. I saw this coming a few weeks back when they were winning and people were still pissed at Hoyer. So it's not a surprise. I guess it's happening, and we'll see where it goes from there. You know? I don't know if it goes to the playoffs, though. It's so exciting, you know, because that game, in addition to being terrible football playing by the Browns, was really, really fucking boring. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he took a hit diving into the end zone, too. I thought that was about it for his shoulder. Yeah. I did. I did think like out for the season. But the, how funny would it be if he goes off on a stretcher doing the money signs? <laughs> <laughs> Throw it up one because he can't do the other one. <laughs> so also, too, quick observation. I like how it's become acceptable to refer to him as Manzel now that he's played in a game. Put mm. <laughs> mm. a quarter he's in the still square. Football in our hearts. Mm. Let's hope he's football on the field. Ian, cue up that pie corner music. I honest, I have, what is it? <laughs> I'll do. You want me to do it? Yeah. Will you guys listen though, so someone else can do it next time? Yeah, you're doing fine. Pie corner, come get you a slice. It's pie corner. It's hot and it's nice. Eight line pie corner. Pie town, New Mexico. That's right. Pie. Town, New Mexico. What do you guys think that they serve in my town? I'm going to go out on a limb. Yeah? Hi. You are correct. <laughs> Hi. I saw this video on the internet, CBS Evening News or some shit, we'll post the link to it, where there's a town in New Mexico that was named Pie Town, and there's this lady that has opened a pie-only restaurant and Pie Town's in the middle of the desert. Pie Town. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? <laughs> Sounds like an important story. One that needed to be told. Here's some facts news. about Pie Town, New Mexico. Top population of 186. Okay. Uh, population density of three people per square mile. <laughs> nice. Little room to stretch your arms and legs. <laughs> uh, it is uh, not very far west of the plains of San Augustine which is the location of the Very Large Array Radio Telescope. It is three miles from the Continental Divide, and uh, many other things Wikipedia is telling me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, stats for that information. So just want to let everyone know about our beloved Python, New Mexico. Maybe I'll go there someday. And on a side note, I'd also like to introduce um, an eventual pie corner that's going to happen before the end of the year, and I'm declaring this on air. No one else has heard it. We're going to put Brian Weeby into a pie off. Okay? Okay. Coordinate this with Michelle and other sources in Chicago. We're going to feed you pies. <laughs> All right? And I'm welcome for input on types of things that you want to try, but we're going to get you to love a pie. Okay. Do you not like pies? I, I, think got, I think it got a little blown out of proportion. <laughs> Can we play that clip back real fast from episode 11? Back up, here it goes. I'm Brian Weeby. I hate pie. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. So I, we're going to test it. And we know that you would not prefer a handful of pudding. No. Snyder, how Weeby, do you... I, I really don't like pies myself. What the oh my God! What are we doing here, people? Yeah. Like, I like... I like, I like 
uh, key lime, and that's about it. And that's hardly a pie. Whoa, Chris Poling, that's your favorite pie. Mm-hmm. Hardly a pie. You guys sit around all day eating key lime pie together? Yeah, what's going on in... <laughs> From now on we are. That sounds like a great idea. That's a good idea. Uh, I mean, I'll eat a key lime pie. I got no, pro- I got no beef with the pie. <laughs> I got no beef with that. What about beef pie? Snyder. Yeah? What is your favorite dessert if not pie? Uh, man, I, I don't know that I've got a favorite dessert. I... I as much as I like sweets, I generally don't have desserts. I guess if I have a dessert, it's generally a, 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 a milkshake. I enjoy a, mil- a good milkshake. Certain flavor? Uh, peanut butter and jelly. Ooh. Whoa. That's delicious. All right, that's it for Pie Corner. Is Singer. there a peanut butter and jelly pie? Mm. Pie Corner. Hi, I'm Leroy Kelly, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, and I'm listening to Six Peas in a Pot. <laughs> Something like that. All right. <laughs> we, uh, Pie Corner, of course, brought to you by the highly successful Pea Potty and Pea Potty award winning Six Peas in a Pot. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> we are going to just. We just keep the motor running, I think. Let's go into another of our award-winning segments on Six Bs and a P. It's time for the always popular Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. That's right, and we got a few this week, Tweets of the Week. Play that music back again. (laughs) I like the second one even better. First one is a factual piece of information that explains how terrible the game was. It's from Marla Ridnauer. She's some sort of reporter at M. Ridnauer ABJ. 22H. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Browns had eight yards in the third quarter. Oof. Hashtag Browns. Sherry found a few good ones for us. Thanks out to her for that. Isaiah Crowell, at Isaiah Crowell 34. Thanksgiving bird tip. Cook the turkey, but hashtag feed the crow. Nice. One more from one of our favorites, 6B1P Hall of Famer, Bernard Kosar, at Bernie Kosar QB. 3.47 3.47 p.m. on November 30th, Johnny Football. <laughs> <laughs> One last-minute tweet of the week coming in just now into the Aquabear studio. Ian, can you play the breaking news music? <laughs> breaking news. This is a tweet in reply to at Lexi Silver. What? Two X's. That's right. From Matt Prebonic, Preboner, uh, Prebonic, Pre-bonin. at M Prebocle, at Lexi Silver, you're sounded like a broken record on Twitter. Please tell us something different than your usual BS. Take that, robot. Well, <laughs> as of five hours ago, Lexi Silver, maybe this is a new one. So ready for Dick today, smiley face. <laughs> Lexi Silver is Bernie Kozar's porn star. <laughs> oh. All right, those are the tweets of the week. Here's some tweets. <laughs> so next week the Browns play the Colts, who are a way better football team, right? Hmm. Yep. But it's in Cleveland. It might be Johnny Football. Who knows? Um, but more importantly, Trent Richardson and Josh Cribbs play for those guys. Badly. Take that, guys. Uh, what are we looking for in this game? Is there a chance the Browns can win? There's always a chance, but I'd say it's pretty slim. Agreed. Third. Does it feel slimmer now? I mean, I think this is a game when even when things were going well, we looked at like, yep, not winning that one. Yeah. Yeah, those were losses a while back, even when we were even stupider. 
Um, but maybe uh, Andrew Luck like stubs his toe and can't play, or I don't know. You know, maybe yep. half the team gets hurt. The old half a team injury. Kind of like what's happened to the Browns. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Let's see them play with their fourth string center. Ugh. Well, maybe something weird will happen and the Browns will win. Uh, I don't know, though. This is going to be a tough one. And we mentioned earlier this is obviously kind of a make-or-break game. Seven and six is a tough – I think there's too many teams ahead of them. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. eight, and eight. <coughs> so, before we sign off for today, Snyder, I want to ask you, how would you feel about your first 6B1P appearance? I, I enjoyed it. I'd love to come back sometime. Maybe on a positive note. Oh, yeah, it would be nice to have you on after a win. Yeah, I'd like that. I don't know when that's going to happen. I, that's the sad part of this. Mm. Let's all think about Pie Town. That might make you feel a little better. Pie Town. Pie Town. Town. Pie. Where are we signing off? Far away. I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe that best case scenario thing happens. Johnny Football leads us to the Super Bowl. Brian Hoyer wins it. There it is. Best friends and occupants of Pie Town, New Mexico. (laughs) Pie for all. And Brian Levy <laughs> tastes delicious pie that he likes. Yes. We'll work on that in the future. Thanks to all of you for joining me here on this wonderful uh, little niche in the internet. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah, you can find us, 6Bs in a P, if you want to listen. Of course, here on AquabareLegion.com, we would love that the most. But we're also on iTunes and Stitcher as well on Facebook by searching 6Bs in a P, and on Twitter at 6B1P. That's the number six, letter B, number one, letter P. Thanks to Chris, Ian, Brian, Snyder for joining me. I'm your host, Brian Costco, here at AquabareLegion.com, your one source for force. We'll be back here next week to hopefully talk about how the Browns kick the shit out of the Colts, Johnny Football style. Hey, 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 hey,